Welcome to Light Up the City. For the next half hour, join us as we share stories of God's transforming activity in the greater Seattle area. Your hosts are Chris Goff and Nathan Ryan from Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. They connect networks of local church efforts to transform the Seattle region through the love of Christ. Now, here's Chris and Nathan. And we're back. It's Light Up the City Radio. This is Chris Goff and, and Nathan. We're here in Seattle, uh, where each week we get to come and, and share a few stories about what God is doing in our city and hopefully encourage the local body of Christ to, um, yeah, just to remember that we have good news, that we have good news to share, that we are participating in the good news of the kingdom of God that is coming. And uh, I tell you what, as we've gone around and met with pastors and ministry leaders, um, every week we continue to be reminded that there is there are good things afoot that God is well and active and and doing powerful things in the city of Seattle and so happy to be uh, on the radio sharing some of those things with you today and we have a very special guest today uh, that I'm really excited to chat with because um, Pastor Loggins has been a friend for a couple of years now um, Pastor Loggins welcome to the uh, radio show Chris thank you so very much what a blessing to be hanging out with uh, with you and uh, uh, and the uh, the ministry you're doing in an incredible way and light up the city has touched my heart in tremendous ways, my brother. It's good to be here with you. Well, good to be with you, too. Pastor Loggins is, you know, Pastor Loggins, we've, um, at, at Light Up the City, what we try to do is we try to encourage local congregations to mm-hmm. network with one another in a geographic way. In other words, churches in, in Tukwila are working together, churches in Federal Way are working together. And one of the things that we do is we also do that at a national level. So Seattle's Union Gospel Mission, who's, who's the, the, the fiscal agent behind Light Up the City, is connected to a larger network called the AGRM, which is the Association of Gospel Rescue Missions. Uh, there's about 300 rescue missions that are part of the AGRM in North America. Does that sound about right? Uh, that, that's correct. That, that, that's correct. Yes. And, and so you, and I, this is this is pretty much the coolest title I can think of, Pastor Loggins, but you are the minister at large for the AGRM. What, is, what does it mean to be the minister at large? Well, one of my friends, um, uh, when when we talk together, he, he says, you know, does that mean that you are a large minister? I said, well, <laughs> a possibility. I'm like, that's Michael, uh, Mike at, uh, at Tacoma that says that. And, oh, Mike Johnson, yeah. Says, well, yeah, he says it about me. Uh, well, you are a tall, you are a tall man. So, I mean, I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, Mike was oh, actually man. on the show just a week or so ago, uh, and and yeah, it was great to have him on here. But yeah, you you are a minister at large and a large minister. I would say they're both accurate. I would say <laughs> both are true. Um, All right, Chris. Well, Pastor Loggins, uh, talk to me about this. You Before you worked at AGRM, you were involved in pastoral work. You were involved in working deeply in, in denominational work. Um, what has it meant to kind of fall into this rescue mission world, uh, and how has that uh, influenced your thinking? Chris, great question. Uh, for me, it was transformational. Um, one of the things I have to admit, uh, AGRM, the Association of Gospel Rescue Missions, our president is John Ashman um, out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and John is an incredible visionary. Um, God is using him in ways that I believe that the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ can find partnership in Cornelia with AGRM, and, and, and the way that it, it, it breaks down the bridges and the walls that separate us 
as black, white, red, green, yellow. When you move to the economic area and the and the lifestyles of people who are in, in need of, of homes and, and help and healing from the hurts and, and going through life. So the thing that I've learned most has been uh, coming out of some over 40 years of pastoring, being pastor ministry, 45 years of ministry, is that I missed God at the uh, uh, at the rescue mission level. Uh, when I was in seminary, I uh, in New Orleans Seminary, uh, uh, Baptist Theological Seminary in New Orleans, many years ago, I went to one rescue mission. It was on the wharf. I really didn't really want to go. I didn't want to be mm. out there, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. Right. I come from a poor area, so I wanted to just simply be ministering to churches. But what I missed was, and what I'm really passionate about, is helping churches and pastors to understand how they can partner with AGRM, with Union Gospel in Seattle, and other ministries that we do in, in AGRM to really understand how to help people. The churches, uh, in my personal opinion, my church, I pastored, grew a great church in St. Louis. I've been a church planter, done a whole lot of work in different states. I miss that. I miss the opportunity of partnering with uh, uh, AGRM and other kinds of mission entities where people's needs are, are real and, and alive, and I miss that. And I promise the Lord that everywhere I go, every opportunity that I, that I get, I'm talking to the pastors now, if you're in any city, it doesn't matter what size it is, particularly if you're in the Seattle area, you need to call my brother Chris right now because <laughs> our people are hurting. They need help. They yeah. need hope, and they need healing. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people about what we're doing at GRM. Yeah, it's, it, it is a powerful ministry. I mean, I have a similar background where I worked in a church for about 10 years, and um, and then I came across the work of Seattle's Union Gospel Mission and and mm-hmm. other and other ministries, too, in our city, but who are caring for those in greatest need in our city. And it is a powerful thing. I, I, it reminds me of Acts 6, where, where Stephen says, hey, who's taking care of these widows and orphans? That's it. And the apostles kind of bless Stephen and, and the seven to go and do this work. And I love that, that passage that says uh so they went and they you know they cared for these widows and then it says and many people came to uh and and many Mm. were added to their number and even even the priests became obedient Mm. to the faith in other words even those who were already trying to serve the lord hear the word you know uh, and and discern you know trust and obey the lord uh saw this work and 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 realized that there was an element to this that maybe is sometimes missing in our local churches you know something, Chris, in that same uh, same vein, um, I think about the uh, the prodigal. I think about the, the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. I think about you know, uh, you know, I was I was the Levite and I was the priest. I, w- I was the religious hypocrite that walked on the other side of the road and didn't take time out as a pastor to really teach my people uh, how to execute ministry at the level where the hurts. Of people exist. Uh, right. A lot of stuff inside the buildings, a lot of teaching and things. But what God has done in my life now through AGR, I mean, I tell John this all the time, everywhere I go and speak throughout the country and so forth, I, I let people know that I'm not a good Samaritan. You know, I'm not mm. interested in what color I am. The thing I love about AGRM, when I was with you all, uh, to see how uh, you all are reaching out to people, helping them to get on their feet. I, I've seen us do things like, um, uh, get a person through recovery. Uh, I remember one little girl. I'll never forget. Uh, well, hold I, I, that. Hold that story, Pastor Rob uh, Loggins. Okay. Uh, I want to. I want to hear that. But I think 
Yeah, we're, we're going to come back in just a minute with Pastor Loggins uh, from AGRM. We're here at Light Up the City Radio. Okay, sorry about that. I, I, I probably man, could have had a I'm, couple more seconds, but there we boy, go. Boy, I'm smoking, man. You hit a button on me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that actually that music is helpful. That's the first time I've ever done that. Usually we add the music in after, and this that time it's good. it's automated. So I didn't realize I that we it. probably could have talked a few more seconds, but that that no, was that, that was good. I like that transition. I like it. Okay, so let's. Um, so you were about to share a story about what was it again? I'll pull you back into it. Yeah, about uh, the Denver Rescue Mission. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, some things I learned, and also wedding into what you all are doing as well. Okay, let's let's uh, let's jump right back in. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. And we're back, Light Up the City Radio. This is Chris, and we are talking this week with my friend, Pastor Robert Loggins with AGRM, the Association of Gospel Rescue Missions. Pastor Loggins, we're excited to have you here on the show. We talked a little bit about AGRM in our first section, uh, and and, uh, you were about to share a story about what's going on with the Denver Rescue Mission. Tell us us your experience uh, down there. Well, this this happened a few years ago when I first uh, came aboard. Uh, John was... uh, John Ashburn, our president, Chris, was taking me around, and we got together and we visited the missions in, uh, uh, in the Colorado Springs area and also Denver, and uh, went to a little house um, of, a, of a young, uh, uh, of a group of uh, girls, ladies, that were teen uh, pregnant girls uh, who were also uh, addict, had addictions and other things in their life. And there was one particularly young girl, little black girl, that a uh, little bit of teen, maybe about four foot tall, four foot, maybe four foot ten, four, four, not four eleven, something like that. And she had several kids, and uh, uh, I began talking to her and uh, and so forth. And she told me about what happened in her life. She 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 painted a picture. I won't get into the details. That was very very painful. I mean, I just mm. put tears in my eyes, and it's hard yeah. for me to tell the story. I get a little emotional. But anyway, she um, she began sharing her heart with me and what the mission had done for her, and uh, mm. that she um, helped her to get um, get a place to stay uh, for her children. And uh, she had started at the bottom of the level. She had moved up to become uh, the house parent for these other ladies. Wow! And uh, then they helped her to uh, to to get a job, and she was in the process of now. Uh, getting a place to stay, an apartment, and they were helping her get a car. And as I listened to her talk about that, I said to myself, God, how many times have I missed as a pastor of doing what this mission is doing? Did not God, did not Jesus tell us uh, in the church to go out and make disciples? And I tell you, man, when I walked away from that, Chris, man, I called my wife, man. I was in tears, man. Yeah. And this little girl, I, her, I could still see her children. I could still see her face. So what we do in Gospel Rescue Mission is truly the gospel. The word gospel, you and Gillian, is the word good news in bad times. And when people are going through bad times, I'm, I'm proud to say that I am blessed 
to be ministered at large with ARM serving under John Ashman and partnering with our mission ministries and, and rescue missions throughout our network. It's, it's exciting. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Thanks for sharing that story. I know I know at, the, at Seattle's Union Gospel Mission as well, there are just so many great stories of transformation and hope and kind of, you know, these— these stories of redemption and healing and forgiveness and and working through things and I mean they're very they're, they're the types of stories you would expect to hear when you are sharing the good news of the gospel right they're the they're the types of stories you would expect to hear uh, when God is at work and and that's been a really cool thing for me to be there but you know you said something I want to I want to pick up on um, okay uh, which is this idea that you know. You know how many people did you miss along the way? And I and I yes. I've been thinking a little bit about this idea of, um, uh, in I believe it's Ecclesiastes nine ten where, where it says whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And there's a similar mm-hmm. a similar verse in Colossians as well. Uh, and it's this idea that look whatever God has put before us, how do we do this unto the Lord? You know. How, how do we do these things in a way that it's not your job at AGRM, it's not my job with Light Up the City, but it's our job of serving the Father in, in our work, whether we're an accountant or a pastor or whatever. And, uh, and obviously, Jesus picks up on this in Matthew where he says, anytime you did something to the least of these, you were, you're actually doing it to me, you know? You're, you're actually doing these things to me. Um you know, Pastor, one of the things I'd love for my listeners to hear from you a little bit is you're just such a, a gifted and powerful man in the area of prayer, and, and I've learned a lot from you in this area. But when we talk about engaging people in, in need, this is not easy work. Um, but it's also not, you know, also our our families, our marriages, our, our jobs are not easy work. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so talk to us a little bit about how you're helping to bring... Uh, well not not necessarily bring as if it wasn't there before, but how, how you're helping to remind us of the power of prayer and to step back into that. What has that meant for you in your role as minister at large at AGRM? Chris, that's, a, that's an awesome, awesome question. Um, give you a picture. We're getting ready for our Dallas uh, experience. Um, we'll be in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, for AGR for our AGR meeting there, you know, uh, we were with you all several years ago uh, in Seattle. Then we were last year we were in Jacksonville, Florida, and now we are, we'll be in Dallas this year. And what we're doing, uh, what I do now, I go into the city, Northern uh, uh, Rescue Commission. I went to uh, um, the Union Gospel Mission in Dallas um, and uh, connected with the leadership team there. And, and Brother Bill Thompson, when he was with us. He's with the Lord now. He was an incredible man of God. Um, and he brought, let me come in and I train people uh, in preparing them for our prayer ministry. And what has happened over the course of being in St. Louis and Seattle and uh, Jacksonville and now in Dallas, we have developed a well of prayer engagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're doing, we're praying for our CEOs, we're praying for our missions every day. Every day, my goal is to have one person praying for every individual rescue mission president throughout the year. That be praying for them, and, and mm-hmm. God is moving us in that direction. As a result of praying, let me tell you what's happening: people are beginning to see the invisible. Uh, we're also working with John's book on Invisible Neighbors. Uh, I'll be going into Dallas on the 27th of, of this month. 
I'll be there from the 27th to the 3rd of June. Um, again, there are several days before I'll, I'll connect with several churches while I'm there. And people are beginning to see the invisible. I'll give you one example of this. When we were uh, doing some training uh, on invisible neighbors, uh, one of the brothers in one of the rescue missions, I won't mention his name, I won't mention where at. I'm going to divulge that. But one of our very, very great uh, missions, uh, he and his wife uh, were a part of the teaching. I was talking about invisible neighbors in John's book, and he got it. He went home, took the book, his wife got a copy of it, and they began to read the book, and she began to read the book. His wife is, he works for the mission. He's in a very uh, a very uh, dynamic position of ministering, training, equipping people. His wife, of course, you know, she has her own job. And But what happened was she got a hold to invisible neighbors, and her heart was moved so deeply that they saw some homeless people, and she asked her husband, who worked for the mission, in one of our cities, and he actually stopped. She said, stop. And she, she met this family, got out the car, talked to the family, and invited that family to their home. Oh, that's and, that's uh, beautiful. Robert, we're going to pick that up again. We're talking to Robert Loggins. We'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. Here, we're just going to jump yeah. right into this third one, okay? Yeah, we got to pick it up. That's a good one, man. That just hit me like a ton of bricks uh, that came at me. That was Atlanta Rescue Mission. Oh, I, won't, man. I won't call the name. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I want to be careful with. Yeah, with yeah, that, yeah. You know. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let me hit this again. Ready? And we're back. Light up the city radio. This is uh, Chris Goff and Nathan. We're talking with Pastor Robert Loggins with the Associated Gospel Rescue Mission Association. With um, where are you guys based, Pastor Loggins? Uh, we're based, uh, well, I live in the, uh, I've just moved recently from St. Louis, from Chesterfield, Missouri, to Cape Girardeau uh, as a consultant to the ministry. Okay. Our home base is in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, that's where our home base is. Uh, we have different ones of us and scattered throughout the country, so John can use us more judiciously uh, to accomplish the, the work to which God has placed on our hearts to do. Yeah, and you're referring to John Ashman, who's the president of AGRM, who wrote a book called uh, Invisible... Invisible Neighbors. Neighbors. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great book to check out if you're interested in, in homeless ministry. And uh, yeah. right before the break, we kind of caught you right in midstream with a great story. And I want you to finish that story, and then I'd love for us to chat a little bit about, um, you know, a, a, like a, a recap of, of our conversation about Ferguson. 2014, oh, there was a shooting in Ferguson. And we want to chat about that since that was your neighborhood. Um, yeah, well, but yeah. but uh, but first, finish sharing. So you have this woman and her husband read the book, and then they saw somebody. Yeah. And what happened? Yeah, they uh, uh, one of one of our leaders in one of our rescue missions. I won't call the name and location of the person. Uh, his wife is a great lady, woman of God, very gifted. He he works for the missions uh, in, in that particular city, and uh, they uh, he got a copy of Invisible Neighbors, and, and my goal is to have. The, to make the invisible visible so people don't drive by and just see people in need and overlook them. So right. she got to a portion in the book that, that dealt with how to handle people who are like that and maybe get close to them by inviting them into their uh, their, their special place at home. Yeah, And she took that, this, this leader in our rescue commission. And uh, he's like a middle management, if you will. But anyway, in ministry, and she invited them and the family, and through that process, began to build a relationship with them. 
Mm. This is he called me. He said, he said, he's a pastor. Let me tell you what. My wife, I can't believe it. That was completely outside of my life. That book changed her life, Hmm. changed her life, and it made the invisible visible. And that's what we do. That's what the gospel is about. We all need God's help. We're no different black, white, green, red, purple, Chris. Color doesn't matter to God. It's character. It's content. It's our heart. We are God's people. God's not interested in division. He's interested in unity. He called us to be his people. We are one people. And I like how our country says, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's that's what God wants from us. He wants us to be one, that the world may know that we are his disciples because of our love that we have for one another. And we express that love by seeing the needs of others and responding to those needs, either in gifts or kind or whatever we can do, volunteering. There's so many opportunities that we yeah. have pastors. I said this again. If you're a pastor over a ministry or you're a Christian school, you need to get your, your church, your school, even if you're part of a, of a secular school. It doesn't matter. Get your people close, your students. Get them involved. Get them to volunteer. It will change their lives. And that's my prayer to make the invisible visible. That's great. I, I I couldn't agree more. I think you know, um, you don't you don't know what you believe until you've you've test you know until you've put it into practice and you've said, does this actually work? You know, does loving my neighbor uh, actually matter or make a difference? And I think sometimes even for our own faith, we need to step into those places and 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 see God's God's hand at work. Uh, it's a powerful thing. And and I know uh, I want to transition a little bit to this. Um, to you know, 2014, right? August of 2014, where we yes, had sir. the shooting of, of uh, Michael Michael Brown, Michael Brown and and mm-hmm. kind of an eruption around the country uh, on this yes. issue of race that we continue to be hosting. We had just a a, a gathering here just a couple weeks ago uh, around race with pastors and and just kind of having some conversations around that. But Pastor Loggins, I wonder if you'd be willing to share a little bit of the story. You know, we we see some things in the news, uh, but sometimes we're not, you know, privileged to hear some of the other things that have actually happened. In other words, some people might say, "Well, where was the church in Ferguson? I mean, where where were the where were the church leaders? What what happened there? Can you give us some insight into what happened initially back in 2014, um, and then uh, maybe we can transition to how things are going now." Yeah, you know, the church was alive and well, and it's unfortunate when something like that happens, it makes it look like St. Louis is on fire. That That right. was not the case. I'm not trying to criticize the media by no means, but uh, it, it was not at the, the level to which the media, you know, sometimes makes things to be, and that's unfortunate. But the church was doing this work. Um, we, we started a prayer ministry there. There were several major leaders uh, that was engaged in initiating that. I was a part of that that opportunity, uh, and we met every week and prayed for an hour to two hours every week, hmm. uh, talking to God as a body. There was all different races and colors. Uh, the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team later joined us. Uh, then through that process, that morphed into the Billy Graham Ministry coming walking alongside of us and providing the, uh, their rescue team that provided various kinds of services in the community. Then that morphed into 
uh, adopt a block uh, strategy. Uh, uh, their brother friend of mine, Jose, he worked with the Billy Graham Ministry, began to get that going. I just finished talking a couple of days ago, Chris, to one of my sons in the ministry, uh, Leandre Harding. Uh, Leandre and his wife, Anita, their little girl, Destiny, uh, they're also men of God. It's a very small mission church that, he, that he's uh, working in right now, a little small plant, but he has a very big vision. He's an accountant, brilliant guy, great heart, uh, went into the Adoptive Block program. He told me that a few days ago, we just talked a few days ago, uh, maybe before yesterday. He said, you know, Pastor, he said, uh, you know, it is really, we touched 80 and 90 lives that was transformed tremendously. We we did all kind of activities, and we, we've adopted a block in different areas and so forth. There were others doing the same thing. First Baptist Church of Ferguson in the Ferguson community uh, became a place of refuge for people to come and there were programs that were designed to bring Cornelia, bringing leaders together, all different races and colors. Uh, Tony Evans came as well uh, from Dallas. Uh, one of the sisters who brought him in has a ministry that helps the homeless. And Tony Evans spoke at one of the larger churches in St. Louis area. So as of right now, City Hall has even opened the doors where they can have every year a prayer service. And they're also providing the resources to pay for that. So God has wow. been busy in St. Louis, and uh, well, the government well, not divided from the church. Well, Pastor Loggins, thank you for, for sharing that. We're going to continue talking to Pastor Loggins over at LightUpTheCity.org. Listening to Light Up the City with Chris Goff and Nathan Ryan from Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. The purpose of this program is to illuminate the love of Christ to our city through the local church. You're invited to get involved by clicking on lightupthecity.org. That's lightupthecity.org. And be sure to tune in again next Sunday morning at 1130 for more Light Up the City here on 820 AM KGNW. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Are that, we finished? That was weird. Well, it just kind of, it just kind of, I didn't know he was going to come in and start talking like that. <laughs> good well hey we're we're gonna do the our last section here really quick so let's just kick back into that okay. i'm gonna do a verbal countdown just so i can so five four three two one and we're back light up the city radio this is the podcast section we've been talking with pastor robert loggins from agrm about uh some of the things going on in in ferguson as well as this call to prayer as well as this call to incarnational ministry with those in need you know all of these things are really quite related i think pastor um this idea that when we're working with those in need we really do need prayer you know and and we really are yes. engaged in in a in a form of ministry that really requires us to be dependent on the Father. Uh, because, you know, you, you can't just go fix people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, th- that That's not something within our power to do. We can equip people, we can encourage people, uh, we can train people, um, we can point people in the right direction, but that that real fruit fr- fruitfulness has to come from, from God. It needs to come from the vine, right? Um, yes, it does. And so we're talking about some of the fruitfulness that came out of Ferguson, and you, you were saying key leaders kind of got together to, um, to share some, you know, some times of prayer. You're talking about weekly yes. prayer. You're talking about Tony yes. Evans, Billy Graham, 
uh, co- uh, organization yeah. coming out and doing some work. Yeah. Uh, how has that, what's been the trajectory of, of that in the last, you know, year or so? Let, let me say this first. Before I want to dive into that again, Chris. You mentioned about prayer, and, and, I, I, and I want to encourage others who are listening. There's a distinctive difference between saying prayers and having a prayer life. And one of the things that God has taught me is to help people to understand what is a consistent daily prayer life that has transformed my life. And those are the things I believe that has solidified the strength in St. Louis. There are people who are so committed to God, they have a prayer life. They, they're sensitive to Ferguson. Uh, there are leaders who are actually, and I can't call names, that are actually going into City Hall and spending time praying for the police officers and leaders in Ferguson and also to the point that they are that the the city of Ferguson is allowing them to have prayer services, praise and worship services in City Hall. Mm. In City Hall. They're worshiping and praising God in City wow. Hall and preaching and teaching the gospel. And they are also providing resources to provide to help them with food and other kinds of stuff and other things that comes from the city itself in order to bring corn here uh, to the community. Dr. Block process has been working. One of my friends, Leandre Harding, as I was mentioning, he and Anita, who are like my sons and daughter in the ministry, their daughter Destiny, who's a great little singer, who was talking about what Dr. Block did for him and transformed the lives of people and getting out there where the people are to be a blessing to them. The Billy Graham Rapid Response Team came aboard and worked with us. Uh, Phil Migliorati, as a friend of mine, is out of Chicago. He came down with a group of guys from Chicago in our weekly prep, our prayer gatherings at the, at the uh, first beginning of the process. And God blessed Art Loggins Ministries to donate about 600 books, prayer books, mm-hmm. uh, that the guys dove into, and they actually did it. Uh, people that fasted and prayed and asked God to break strongholds and, and got into developing a prayer life. So uh, there's a lot of great things that God is doing in my great city of St. Louis and Ferguson. We have a great city. We got some great people, some great pastors. We got people who love God and who are doing everything in their power. And it's unfortunate that that is not in the media uh, in St. Louis and other places. And yes, we, we do have racial uh, division in every city, but with Christ. And with us working together and doing what God say do, God has done incredible work in Ferguson. That may not ever be on the media, but you know something? It may not be on the radio screen and the media and so forth, but it's on God's radio screen, and it is in the lives of the young men and women and people who are working together to see St. Louis and, and other cities of that nature be transformed by the power of the gospel. It is happening, mm. even as I'm talking. Uh, God is already doing it. And uh, I thank the Lord for how he's doing it. And I thank God for you, Chris, and your heart and what you're doing a lot of the city. And I thank God for AGRM. I thank God for John. I thank God for uh, what Rescue Mission is doing in my life. I thank God for pastors and churches who are committing. I thank God for volunteers, for people who are even, even there's some people who even put in their will, they, an endowment. I heard, I talked to a Rescue Mission president just Yesterday, he shared his testimony with me about he was in, um, his, his mother had a mental issue. They were homeless. 
His father left him. He was abused, went through a whole lot of processes in his life, he slept on the bridge, all that kind of stuff, went through a lot of stuff, Ate, lived in the wilderness, got to a rescue mission over the course of time. That rescue mission nurtured them, got them on their feet through that process of time. God healed him. He prayed for a wife. God gave him a wife. He wanted a wife with brown hair. He got a wife with brown hair. <laughs> I mean, and God has blessed him. And now he has planted a, a rescue mission. I won't tell where at. And he and I talked yesterday. He shared his testimony with me about all the things he went through. Hmm. And he's giving back what God gave him. He said, I got to give back what God gave my mom and my family when we didn't have a place to stay. That is wow. what the gospel rescue mission is all about. It's not about Chris. It's not about John Ashman, who's a great leader. It's not about the bull. It's not about Robert Loggins. It's not about even the meeting we have in Dallas. It's not about that. It's not about any of that. It's about one thing. If I be lifted up from the earth, I would draw all men unto me. Mm. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and that only happens when we abide in him and his words abide in us. We shall ask what we will, and shall be given to us. This is to our Father's glory that we bear much fruit, that we be his disciples, that we are called by Christ to make disciples of Jesus Christ mm. with a message of mercy from the Master and to share the love of Jesus and to know, as Paul said to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 12, 31b, and now I will show you the most excellent way. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not love, we at the Gospel Rescue Mission, what I have seen, there is the love of God for all races and colors of people. There is no division. Matter of fact, the wow. Baltimore situation occurred. There was an explosion in Baltimore. I called the Baltimore uh, president, and they had absolutely no problems at their rescue mission. Zero. Hmm. Wow. Zero. You know why? Because Jesus Christ was at the heart of the gospel and doing his work in that mission. Hmm. And I'm here to tell you, we are so blessed to be a part of a ministry that looks beyond color, uh, economy, ethnicity, name that you got, location, but look to the heart of the gospel. And I'm praying that churches will just buy thousands of copies of Invisible Neighbors. Go to www.agrm.org and Google uh, the, the bar Invisible Neighbors. And you will find John's book, and it will bless your socks off, www.agrm.org. And, boy, I tell you, you will, it will blow your socks off. It has touched my life, lives of many others. And that is my prayer for what God is doing. And uh, oh, if I might say this, Chris, uh, this might be a blessing. If you're interested in prayer, you can check out my website at pastorloggins.com and go to my resource store and you'll see some resources at pastorloggins.com and the bookstore and see what God is doing. If you want to enhance your visibility to see clearly, it begins with your prayer life and not just saying prayers. Yeah, and, and I've I've worked through one of your books, Pastor Loggins, and it, it did. It, it, it does enhance it. It, it, equips, it equips you to know how to leverage and, and get into a rhythm of prayer and how to ask the right questions and how to be how to trust and obey. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I've, I've certainly benefited from, 
from your writing and from your leadership. And, uh, you know, you, you talked about quoting First Corinthians, this idea where Paul says the most excellent way. Yes. And I think that that's that's the beauty of what we get to be a part of, right? Like we we get to be a part of this most excellent way, and 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 He is the way, and the way is actually a person. It's Jesus, mm-hmm. and and um and we get to participate in that, and that means we can't take any credit because the excellent way isn't me or you, like you said, uh, but we do get to participate with Him um, and His Spirit in us and with us, and uh, man, what a what a privilege, and so. You know, a Caucasian guy from Seattle can call an African American guy from St. Louis, and we're on the same page. You know what I mean? That, that's yeah, a, a, a Caucasian guy from the hood and Seattle can call a black brother from the hood and St. Louis, <laughs> one hood to the other hood. Because frankly, my brother, we all, no matter how much our property costs, it's just a hood down here. When we get to heaven and being God's cousin. Then we'll be in the big house. We'll be in the big house. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Well, Pastor Loggins, it is a privilege as always to chat with you, and I do thank you for your leadership. I thank you for your calling of the church to prayer and lifting up of our leaders, especially in AGRM. But I know you're lifting up our our, our nation's leaders. I know you've prayed for me. That's been a powerful thing for me. Um, so I just just bless you and your work. We thank you for it, and thanks for joining us this week on Light Up the City Radio. Father, bless my brother Chris, bless Love Up the City, bless the ministry that you're doing at Seattle, Lord, and thank you so very much for the Gospel Rescue Commission of Seattle, how your glory is being manifested in an incredible way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Take care. Thank you, my brother. Love you, man. All right, love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Boom. Done.